I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Anastasia and this is Morgan. Say hello, Morgan. Hello, Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Horror Versus Reality. As you may know, since I've been heavily talking about it and ramp up to this episode, today's episode is There's a Secret in My Soup versus The Hello Kitty Murder. Super excited for this one, guys. This movie is a hot dumpster fire. Yeah. God. Um, I thought that I hated Lake Bodum, but Lake Bodum was a pleasure by comparison. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. I would watch Lake Bodum again. I don't think I would ever watch this movie again. Oh, my God, no. This movie was torture to watch, literally. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was just sitting there, like, looking at the time. Me too. Like, when will this be over? And it's not a long movie. It's like 85 minutes, but... Yeah, 85 minutes too long. Mm, Yes, yes. Talk about a movie that just shouldn't have been made. (laughs) But lucky for us, it was. And it enabled us to have an episode. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty details of this fucking insane film. So, There's a Secret in My Soup was made in 2001. It is a Hong Kong horror film directed by Yong Chi Ken. And it is a fairly, fairly faithful adaptation. Well, it's not really an adaptation. It's a fairly faithful uh, depiction of the crime, I would say. Like, yeah. um, it's, I mean, it's pretty accurate to what happens, which also means it's fucking horrendous. <laughs> Obviously. So the film starts with the pan around the dingy apartment where the murder takes place. A crime, a crime scene investigator finds the infamous Hello Kitty doll and says there is something inside it. Then she screams and a skull falls out. It pans to outside where detectives are talking about the smell and they reveal that they have found what seems to be human organs on the awning below the apartment. The next shot focuses in on a juicy piece of meat and a man that's taking a juicy (laughs) bite of it. It's so phallic. It is. And it's that scene is, I mean, it's gross because this is this poor murdered girl, but I mean that I think that was their attempt at comedy. Yeah, it was it was really weird and I think they're eating um what are they, sea cucumbers? That's what it looked like. They look like yeah. dicks. They're just eating dicks. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was a sausage, but then later on it looks like he's eating they actually te- say what they're eating um in the movie, but you quickly forget what they're eating because uh one of the triad members beats the fuck out of this guy that's eating the meat (laughs) yeah he's like hey man i don't have the money that i owed you but do you want some food dude and he's like no um i'm gonna beat the holy shit out of you until you give me my money 
Um, and then there's a chase scene, and yeah. But then it goes to, like, two women just chilling, talking, hanging out, like, girlfriends, like, best friends. Besties. Which is interesting, because um, the character, ah, uh, shit, I did not remember. It's, okay, help me out here. So, Maggie is the pseudonym for Fan. Yeah. Who uh, is, not really pseudonym, it's uh, it's the character's name who plays the, the murdered victim. So her name's Maggie. What is her friend's name? Is it like Liz or something? Do you um, remember? Pat. Pat. You're right. It is Pat. I'm yeah, right. Pat. Shit. Okay. I Googled so. that. I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I was it's just okay. like, that, that lady. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, the memorable parts of this movie are not the characters' names. <laughs> not yeah. by a long shot. <laughs> So Maggie and Pat are chilling and they're talking and Pat's, you know, talking and she's like complaining about her husband. But clearly she, she, you know, Maggie seems to think that her husband's way better than Maggie's husband, who is a lowlife deadbeat criminal um, who's also just like a bad father and just a bad husband in general and he like beats her and shit and there's a scene where it shows him like wanting to fuck her and she like doesn't want to wake up and then he beats the shit out of her and yeah it's just gratuitous violence (laughs) yeah um yeah it's great so basically pat's like well you know you could because she clearly wants to like have her own money and get away from her husband maggie does so pat's like oh i mean you could come work for us basically saying oh you could prostitute yourself out um because that's what her triad member gang husband does for money is poor people and sell drugs it's great they're wonderful people (laughs) great people (laughs) yeah so they do a lot of meth oh my god so much meth they were wonked out of their mind on meth (laughs) throughout a large portion of the film so um you see she's clearly like going and uh you know trying to be a prostitute there you know she seems bored right yeah bored of the prostitution work yeah she's like uh i'd rather be doing laundry than this yeah uh, sky hate being a prostitute so boring um so they like leave to go somewhere the triad boss he has a name um morgan you googled it help me out so i can say the names better uh rocky but it's hugo ing yeah the director the, the actor yeah uh so rocky is maggie's not maggie rocky is Pat's husband. Sorry, guys. So Rocky and uh, some other people and Pat just kind of disappear. They go somewhere, maybe to get food. I don't really remember. It's not super important to the scene. But they basically leave Maggie alone in the room, and she it just shows her, like, staring at his wallet. And then it pans to them being like, this bitch robbed us! She stole my money! And I mean, and then her, the you know Pat's like, well maybe it wasn't her. And then Rocky's like, oh, I mean it kind of had to have been her. Well, she's the only there. one in the apartment. <laughs> yeah, he's he's convinced it was her. Um, now uh, with the actual crime, no one's sure if uh she actually stole money from them or not. It's kind of a contend. It's kind of a a debated thing in the the crime history, like. They're not sure if she actually stole money or not. Anyway, so, goodness. Yeah, they treat it like she did steal it. Yeah. Eventually ends her life. Oh, absolutely. That's 
that's what snowballs and starts the whole thing in both reality and in the film. So she's been gone for a few days and they haven't been able to find her, but the triad goons are absolutely looking for her. And then you finally see one of them. He spots her on the street and he chases her down and grabs her and takes her back to Rocky and Maggie and some other losers that hang around the apartment that are Rocky's goons, essentially. And uh, that's how she begins prostituting to earn money back for them. Now, it's important to to talk about how they uh, didn't actually... She didn't... In reality, they never actually prostituted her out to earn the money back. They pretty much started torturing her immediately. Yeah, it was a short-lived plan. Yeah, but um, it seems to be a little, a slightly longer-lived plan in the film. And I assume only so that they can show some nudity. Yeah. There's a gross scene where it looks... (laughs) It's super uncomfortable. There's like a dude and he's clearly like already come inside her and she's like, You've already come. Oh yeah. He's like, You he's like, You promised me forty five minutes. I can go again and she's like, No. She just keeps turning away from him. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, just let me give you a hand jibber. I'll give you old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy's like, no. And he gets all, you know, up in arms about it. And then he basically gets uh, Maggie to be like, hey, your horror is not doing what I want her to do. And then Maggie's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Whatever. And then he just like leaves. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to go home and masturbate. Fuck yeah. <laughs> As he's, like, walking out the door naked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he didn't even put clothes back on, really. (laughs) Excellent exposition. Okay, so, yes. So, uh, it goes on like this for a little bit. And she basically tells Maggie she doesn't really want to do this anymore. And, I mean, uh, Maggie tells Pat that. And... Pat's like, you know, well... You kind of have to. You kind of have to. You probably can't get away with not doing it. But she quickly gets away with not doing it because they start torturing her. But before the torture gets real bad, you see easily the most memorable scene of the whole movie, which is this really long, uncomfortable, bizarre sex scene that's pretty much porn. Yeah, that was very strange because that wasn't her. That was anyone else in the movie i know (laughs) it was totally uncalled for it's a different actress yeah it's it's not maggie who's being tortured she looks kind of similar but it's not her it's just some random chick and it's another one of the goons and he's like out in the garage with her he cuts pours gasoline on her (laughs) was it gasoline i thought it maybe it was just water it it was very shimmery it may have been oil maybe he kept pretending like he was gonna throw match on her oh that's true um i don't know if that was supposed to be her but the that actress didn't want to do the nudity don't you feel like that don't you feel like that's kind of what was happening there so i thought so but then that you know like the the second time the other weird one she runs away yeah i know it makes no sense it, it doesn't make any sense to the film i think it's there purely for sex appeal it's weird um yeah like like we said this movie is not well made the story i mean the story makes sense but there's clearly parts that don't make sense but uh for sake of the film because again this is easily the most (sighs) recognizable scene (laughs) (laughs) 
we're going to discuss it. So it's like a weird drug-induced strip tease. He cuts her clothes off her body. And I will say, Chick has a nice body. Oh, yeah. She's she beautiful. does. We'll, we'll give her that. Um, And the scene goes on forever. It goes on way too long. Like, what would you say? Five, six minutes? Maybe longer? Yeah. yeah I wanted to fast forward it. I really did. <laughs> I, I did too, but I, I like, didn't. I have to watch this. <laughs> well, here's what happened. I tried to fast forward through it a little <laughs> bit because, because I'm like, I'm like, this is not important to the story. And I've seen the tits already. I've gotten everything I want out of this. And in the bush. <laughs> That's true. It's a full frontal. You see everything. Yeah, you see everything. Yes, you do. Um, but the website that I was watching it on started sending pop-ups everywhere when I tried to fast forward. Yeah, I couldn't fast forward anything or I'd have to go through the whole pop-up thing again over and over. And I was, so I couldn't fast forward it. Me too. Yeah. So I gave up and I sat through this entire uncomfortable scene. We both did. <laughs> so We did it for the they, listeners. <laughs> we did it for the listeners. So the most easy, like, the, I guess the most interesting part of this whole thing is at some point he gets a vacuum cleaner. Oh. <laughs> like, shop. Like, like, like shop vac. Yeah, he gets a shop vac. <laughs> and he just, like, vacuums her clit a little bit and vacuums her nipples. Yeah, and her belly like that's, <laughs> Yeah, like, like that's sexy. I mean, and you know what? Okay, you know what it made me? It might have. I have no idea. I've never gotten experimental with the vacuum. <laughs> you know, there are. There are websites for toys for this matter. I don't need a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I've put my mouth in a vacuum cleaner, and that doesn't feel good. Gross. <laughs> don't ask me why. <laughs> so, this made, me, <laughs> <laughs> this made me think of an episode of American Dad where Stan is talking to Steve because Steve has turned the family vacuum cleaner into a girlfriend. <laughs> And, and Stan goes, look, we've all done, we've all done weird things with the vacuum when Francine's out of town, but this is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) That's immediately what that made me think of. Um, So then he gets like, like an air gun kind of, right? Oh, yeah. Is that what you Um, I don't know what those are called. Me neither. Um, Okay, so it's blowing a very strong amount of air, like small stream of air, but strong stream. So then he starts doing that to her nipples and clit. And admittedly, that might... An air compressor. Yeah, that might feel good. I don't know. Ow. No. No? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Never... Again. The PSI on that thing was really high it, it, it like sunk in her belly button and her whole nipple Ow. it did it's completely sunk in her nipple that might be painful actually yeah to be uh, to be fair it seems hurt. like it was the same power as like a leaf blower but in a tiny little pen kind of yeah that, i don't know some people may be into that some people may be into that she, yeah like like she a, almost like she was almost a little bit yeah maybe uh, like some <laughs> car auto mechanic you know like they really love their tools bring it in the bedroom i don't know i don't know man everybody's got their freak everybody does have their particular freak exactly Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Uh, okay so whoa uh oh trying to turn my notifications down on my phone 
so that these people that keep hitting me up don't um, make sound in the yeah, middle like of the all podcast. the bill collectors. <laughs> no, it's more like it's more like people liking things on Instagram, actually. Oh. Just dropped the the cute artwork that I did. Smash the uh, likes. Yeah, the cute artwork that I did for this episode. Hmm. Um, on Instagram. Anyway. Can you hear me? Yeah, you went out for a second, but you're back. Yeah, I I could tell that I went out, and I was just making sure. So, and then, maybe this is my favorite part of this long, drawn-out, bizarre sex scene. He gets a drill, and he shoves something on it that looks (laughs) kind of... I forgot. Right? (laughs) He shoves something on it that looks kind of like a dildo, but it is very much not a dildo. What are those, um... Big, spicy mama sausages. What are they called? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, bratwurst? No, the hot pickled sausage you can buy at the gas station. Hot oh, is that, that's exactly what it looked like. I don't know what it's called, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Like a pickled sausage? Yeah, it's like a pickled sausage. Yeah, he shoves like a pickled sausage onto a drill, turns it on, <laughs> and then thankfully they don't show us this part, but he definitely puts it inside her vagina. <laughs> Yeah, uh, anybody who doesn't know what a Big Mama pickled sausage is, you should Google it because that was what was placed on the end of the drill. (laughs) Absolutely. It might be a Hong Kong version, but fucking gross. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. The pound of sausage. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. Uh It's just bizarre. Like, is this a horror movie or is it porn at this point? Definitely porn at that point. Yeah. It reminds me how I felt watching Eli Roth's Hostel. Oh, you cut out. I'm here. You there? Yes. It's fucking Snapchat. Turn off your notifications. I did. I did. (laughs) Oh, that's the problem. I'm so sorry, guys. You can blame um, whoever the hell is messaging me on Snapchat for (laughs) that little interruption. And I am going to turn off notifications and like all my notifications and they can go suck a dick yeah go yeah. suck a hot mama pickled sausage yes a attached to a drill <laughs> <laughs> if we do merch we should make a t-shirt with a drill and a hot mama sausage oh my god i would what wear that think? right me too no one would get the reference <laughs> it would be not great. at all <laughs> Stay tuned for our Patreon uh, merch shop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? Let me take a pause. We did start a Patreon, guys. Go to patreon.com backslash horror versus reality and support us. We're going to start dropping new episodes of like um, bonus content. They won't be full length necessarily, but, you know, we'll talk about horror movies that we wish were based on a crime not that we want someone to get murdered horrendously but we just wish we could cover it on the show (laughs) you know and then like crimes that should be made into a horror movie because they're just that crazy we'll talk about stuff like that and uh we might just also do like little listicles about our favorite horror movies and crimes that we think are fascinating just you know different shit like that um, there's also a sticker available, um, but yeah, just go check out Patreon. It'll give you all the details. Anyway, 
Back to drill time. Yes, back to that awesome drill. But yeah, so it made me think that by comparison, Hostel could have won an Oscar. (laughs) I'm serious. Like, Hostel is quality filmmaking by comparison. And not to knock Eli Roth. Like, he's not a bad director. But, you know, Hostel's, it's a torture porn film. It's a dredge of American cinema. Yeah. This is very, this film is very much a dredge of Hong Kong cinema, which just, just a quick background on Hong Kong cinema. So this is a part of the category three films, which category three in Hong Kong is like an R-rated movie. Um, And there's a whole range of different films in category three. It's not just gratuitous porn, torture porn, like this movie. But uh, that is what Category 3 is known for. There's a lot of films like that where somebody's body gets cut up or somebody, you know, eats someone else. And then there's sexy vacuum play. That's just like (laughs) that's just like pretty normal, apparently, for what the hell ever reason. So just uh, just giving you a little background on Hong Kong's Category 3. What probably the most emphasis. (laughs) <laughs> Probably the most infamous Category 3 uh, film would be Men Behind the Sun, which is about uh, ja- the Japanese during World War II and some of the experiments that they did on like prisoners of war. Truly horrible stuff. Look it up. I'm not going to go into it right now because I'm already on a long tangent as it is. So... <laughs> Now we're just going to get right into the torture of the movie, and that's when the movie becomes dramatically less fun. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a couple of scenes where, like, even though she's already been hit a few times, you know, like, they're like, oh, we're all going to go out to get lunch. And she's like, oh, okay, food. And she's, like, kind of happy. And she's holding the big Hello Kitty doll. Foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But, yeah. By the way, let's just talk about the fact that Hello Kitty had to be blurred out in this film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the entire time. You do not see Hello Kitty's face. And here's why. Sanrio Hong Kong Co. accused the filmmakers of turning the tragedy into entertainment for the masses. The local unit of Japan Sanrio Co. also expressed concern that the image of Hello Kitty would be damaged. Quote, We formally state that we do not support the protection of these films, nor do we condone the use of Sanrio characters in their content, the company said in a statement. Wow. They they showed a bush, but not Hello Kitty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you know, the filmmakers had no problem with bad taste, but Sanrio 100% does. Hello Kitty is a beloved child icon. Yeah. And you cannot show Bush and gratuitous torture in the same breath and the same film. How dare they? (laughs) (laughs) So um, at some point, one of the guys brings around a girl who she looks to be about the same age as Maggie. But in reality... The girl is like 14? 13. 13? Okay. My bad. Now, uh, Morgan, real quickly, what's her name? Um, so in the movie? Yeah, sure. Tell me both. <laughs> um, so in the movie, I think she is Coco Chow, I think. It's either Coco or Christy. I don't know which one's which. Um, but in the court case, she's only referred to as Ah Fong, um, because she sought immunity through speaking about the case. So they don't name her 
Right. So for um, the podcast sake of me continuing to tell you about this terrible film, we're just going to call her Coco. (laughs) So Coco comes so Coco comes in and she like and like Morgan said, she's like supposed to be 13 or 14. I mean, the actress is clearly an adult. And I don't know if they were just trying to downplay the fact that this guy was clearly a pedophile for fucking a 13-year-old. Yeah, yeah, he was 34 and she was 13 in real yeah, life. Yeah, that's, that's the part that they choose to downplay? <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, so she gets introduced into the mix and she's around for the rest of the film. And she also takes part in the torture. The first heavy piece of torture that you really see is just her getting like beat with a board or like a rod. And then this is when they start, they've, they've cut her up a good bit. They start melting, um, plastic straws onto her skin. Uh, Yeah. And this really happens in reality. That's something that they actually did. Yeah. Um, I think they took the, uh, what was it? The cheese grater to her back. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if they did that or not either. I don't think so. But who knows? Um, Another important distinction is in the film, um, Maggie is said to be pregnant. But I'm fairly sure Fan was not pregnant. She was not. Exactly. So I think they just wanted to make her maybe more sympathetic. Um, I'm not sure. Because, I mean, they took great glee in the filming of the torture part, so... I'm just not really sure what their goal was here, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. It, I think it was all for shock. Yeah, a lot of a lot of shock value. So, yeah, they start melting plastic straws, and then after she's burned with melted plastic, dude's like, oh, I've got a great idea. Let's put, like, they put, like, hot sauce or something in the wound. Yeah, hot chili oil. Hot chili oil. There we go. Uh... Morgan knows. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to eat, but I don't think it would feel good going in open wounds. Um, as someone who's eaten stuff like that, it doesn't feel good eating either. Hey! I mean, good. it feels good eating at the start, <laughs> but later on, not so much. Yeah. If you catch my drift. Round two. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, another part about the stolen money, uh, Fan, even though she, like, pretty much said that she didn't steal it, she actually paid back the alleged amount plus interest, and they still beat the hell out of her and murdered her. Although, to be fair, the criminals don't actually... It's hard to say they didn't set out to murder her. They were just torturing her, and she just died from the torture. So, I mean, she was murdered. Yeah. But Hong Kong law gets fuzzy on that. So, in the film, another part of the film as we're going on, because I'm, for the sake of not having to hear about too much torture twice, I'm not going to cover everything, all aspects of the torture in the film. I'm just going to gloss over that, and Morgan will unfortunately tell you about the actual torture that happened to her, uh, Mm -hmm. to Fan, anyway. But, um, I'm just going to highlight a few other scenes, because... Again, the rest of the film is pretty much just her being tortured. So there's a neighbor who every time they like there's a scene where they there's a scene where they clearly went and stole a bunch of food from the supermarket, even though they're like drug dealers. And I assume they have money, but whatever. So they're cooking and this like weird. I think he's toothless. Is he toothless? Yeah, he's a meth addict. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No teeth. No teeth. So this old like toothless neighbor comes knocking at the door. Like, he's ready to get a meth fix, but really he just wants to eat some of their food because he could smell it. Um, He comes around and eats some of their food after they stole that. And then, you know, that kind of establishes him for a 
fun shot later on in the movie that I'll come back to. Um, fun being sarcastic, by the way. <laughs> You're twisted. Yeah. Eh, yes, I know. <laughs> Why else would we have this podcast if we weren't twisted? <laughs> right. Seriously. So uh, basically the next big torture scene that you get from her is a scene where they decide that they're going to feed Coco's poop to her. Oh, yeah. Because, so Coco stops up the toilet, and then they get the great idea that they should feed her shit to her. And they do. I gotta be honest, um, I knew what was happening, so I just looked away a little bit at that part, because I've seen two girls, one cup. (laughs) And... I'm just not trying, I'm just not trying to see that again, you know what I mean? (laughs) They also, yeah, yeah, they also piss in her mouth, and, you know, she's just fucking exhausted and grossed out and all this shit, so they tell her that she can't, like, sleep in an actual bed, and they have been putting in her actual bed until this point. But this, instead, they throw her in a cupboard. It's not shut, she didn't have a door, like, she could have, like, sprawled out on the floor. It didn't seem like they were monitoring her, but I I assume because she's been tortured for so long, she's fucking terrified. So she's curled up in there, and you just see her whispering, like, by the way, the subtitles of this film are fucking awful. Like, the translations are just really bad, but she's essentially like oh talking she's essentially talking about how she misses her son and that he's a good boy and that mama misses her and mama misses him so then not too long after this there might be another scene of torture but then coco finds her dead so she's succumbed to her injuries and she's done for <sighs> which honestly for this poor woman who's been through so much at this point is probably relief i would be relieved to be dead yeah not I that want to be dead not that you can like feel a relief after you're already dead but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah the torture has stopped like, yeah the, pain the torture of life. yes she's not in pain anymore she's not being tortured she's free in a sense so but at the same time they're like oh shit what are we gonna do with the body and that's when things get really macabre so they put her in the uh well <laughs> first off they put her in the fridge oh yeah <laughs> That was so dumb. I know. She manages to stay in the fridge all of a couple of minutes before she literally plops out of the fridge in a scene that's actually a little bit, like, if you're not paying close attention, it does startle you a little bit. She just plops out of the fridge. That might be the only jump scare in the entire movie. And it's not a good one, but sort of. So they put her in the tub and they cut her body up. They dismember her. I think it's it's so bad how they show that they're cutting her up. They all just have axes and they're just slamming axes. <laughs> it's really fake. Yeah. It's really. The gore is really bad and not in a good way. Christ. <laughs> And you can all, they all, all the guys who are doing it are also like fucking pussies. Like, yeah, and they're all high on meth. <laughs> they're all high, and like the one who's like to cut her clothes off is like, you cut her body up, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I've already, I've already done something, it's your turn. Yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> Cutting yeah. up clothes doesn't compare. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> But uh, dude gets the job done. By the way, this is the same dude who uh, had sexy time with the vacuum. He's the one who cuts her body up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was also. Yeah. Also, by the way, 
Maggie, uh, not Maggie, uh, Pat is inexplicably gone throughout most of the torture. Yeah. Which, considering the fact that there isn't a Maggie in real life, I guess is why. I mean, there isn't a Pat in real life. Like, she yeah, didn't have a best a, yeah. yeah, there wasn't, like, a best friend who dragged her into this in reality. So, I guess they just swept that character to the side. <laughs> she was purely a device to move the plot forward. Yeah, and then was gone. <laughs> Yeah, throughout most of it. She comes back, like, when they're about to cook her, basically. She's yeah. like, what's going on? They're like, oh, her bot, she's dead, blah, freaking out. <laughs> so they cut her up, and then they fucking cook her. And I know you're waiting to hear what happened to old toothless meth addict. When he smells the cooking, he comes bursting back in, and they feed some of her to him. Ugh. And then and they said pukes. it's fish stew. <laughs> yeah, and they and she he pukes talking about how all the fish must have been bad. Gross fucking yeah, gross if anything they should have said it was i mean i don't know what human flesh tastes like but like they Me should have either, said it was like you. pork <laughs> not yeah. fish speaking of the other film that was um made about this case at the same time it's called human pork chop so there you go yeah yeah, yeah. So it was sad. made in extremely good taste <laughs> yeah mm. God, that's so sad i know like this poor girl yeah like, like treated her like an animal probably worse than it's, an animal they really yeah they definitely treated her worse than an animal um the movie kind of ends uh i didn't mention this but there there are like this act this move this whole movie is actually done in like a flashback because there's scenes where they're all getting interrogated by the police because I didn't mention this but Coco does eventually because she's She's having, like, I guess there are jump other jump scares because she's having, like, bad yeah, dreams. Nightmares. Yeah, she's having nightmares that she's being haunted by Maggie. Like, she uses the bathroom and then Maggie's head pops out of the toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's like, ah! ah yeah, <laughs> legitimately a scene. Very bizarre. <laughs> that was so weird. I know. But then she's basically, you can tell that she's, like, about to go tell the cops. And she does, and that's, you know, that's how everybody gets pulled in. Um, but yeah, so the movie just kind of ends after they've like cooked her and shit. Kind of not a lot of fanfare. I, 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 in my notes, I put that, um, the actress who is not Maggie that was in the porn scene should have, <laughs> I put that her breasts and vagina should have been credited with acting roles as they received <laughs> quite a lot of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see her, her naked. Like, that's she has clothes on for a second and then gets naked twice and yeah. zooms in on her vagina. It does do that. Yeah. That does happen. Category three so, is a lot like NC 17. Yeah. Um, although American R rated films are in the same category as category three, there, they don't actually have an NC 17 yeah. equivalent. So basically, NC-17 films and R films are just smushed together in Category 3 in Hong Kong. Uh, so I do... Right. What? what? <laughs> you either go from, like, someone saying the F word, like, 15 times or full frontal <laughs> in their Category 3. I wanted to read you a little interesting thing from the New York Times. So you're, you're there, right? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go. Okay. You weren't saying anything? (laughs) Oh, I thought you weren't done. (laughs) I wasn't, but at the same time, sometimes silence means I've cut out again, and I just had to make sure, you know? Okay, so the apartment where uh, Fan was murdered was vacant for years. 
No one would rent it. No one would buy it. They said it was haunted. And in 2020, in, te- in, blah, blah, blah. in 2012, the entire building was finally demolished. Now, while there were no, there was no hard, fast rules to real estate agents when it comes to reporting on natural deaths. Um, most real estate agents serve their clients with honesty, fidelity, and integrity. But real estate companies keep close tabs in Hong Kong and in like a lot of Asian countries on haunted properties. In fact, and this is an interesting fact, by the way, there was an AR, and if you don't know what AR is, that means augmented reality, kind of like uh, uh, Pokemon Go would be the most famous example of an augmented reality game. So there was an app created in Hong Kong to tell you, uh, with augmented reality, to tell you what properties are haunted. It's a real estate app. Yeah, so when you pop it up, there'll be like a cartoony ghost in, in front of the buildings. Are you serious? <laughs> um, yes, I am. Oh my I'm... god, I wish that was here in the United States. I mean, that would just, that to me, because I'm not a believer in ghosts, that would just give me incentive to find freaky places to go visit. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, and fucking Zach Baggins, or Baggins, would be, like, so happy about it. Oh, he would, he would, like, jizz for that. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I hope Zach yeah. Baggins is listening to this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I doubt I doubt the most broiest of all the ghost hunters is listening to our podcast. Damn it. But, I can still have hopes. But if you are listening, Zach Baggins, um, <laughs> cool, I guess. That's like your, dope. Your, your muscles, Zach. And your, your your spiky hair and those cool new glasses that you have that are yeah, like. Yeah, because he went blind during the making of that film. Yeah. A ghost yeah. blinded him, Anna. <laughs> now he has. Hella hipster glasses. <laughs> They're like Buddy Holly glasses. It's fantastic. They're pretty. Okay, well, you guys know uh, what we're about to do, but we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
That was so short. Well, I mean, during I editing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, excellent. Um, Morgan, time to talk about what actually happened to this poor girl now that we're done talking about this atrocious film at last. Yeah, it's pretty grisly. And the movie, like you said, was pretty spot on with the actual crime. Uh, some of the characters were different, including the the uh, boobs and vagina scene. Um, that lady was not in there. Uh, but yeah, it's that a pretty sad, sad, sad case. Um, Absolutely. So Fan Man Yi, or in the movie Maggie, um, but her real name was Fan Man Yi. She was 23 years old, and she was uh, a mother of one. Um, and at the time of her death, her child was one years old. Um, so like in the movie, she was accused of stealing um, the wallet from the leader of a triad, the, the triad gang. Um, his name was Chan man lock and at the time of the murder he was 34 years old um so fan man Yi worked as a nightclub hostess uh at the club that lock owned allegedly she was an addict before but she had been off of drugs for a, a couple years whenever she met her husband um and her husband during the case said that uh she decided to leave drugs behind because she wanted to be a mother and raise the kid. Um, but yeah, right. She she was accused of stealing this wallet, which um, from all the reports, I don't know how much money it really was. It's between two thousand and four thousand dollars in American money, which I think is like ten or twenty thousand in Hong Kong money. Um, but yeah, yeah, I forget what their currency is there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but it's rumored to be around like two thousand or four thousand dollars in American money today. Um, so Chan Man oh. Lock. What? I'm so sorry. In the film, she allegedly stole the money for her grandmother's surgery. That oh. Is not, that is not what happened in real life. Yeah, Sorry, no. continue. <laughs> <laughs> so um, after she stole the 4000 he figured out it was her. Um, he decided that uh, he was going to prostitute her. Oh, sorry. No, she actually worked it off, according to some reports from, uh, I think, the Washington Post and the South China Morning Post. Um, apparently, she had worked off the debt of $2,000, $4,000, but then he started adding on um, a higher interest rate. And soon it became up to like $25,000 or something. I mean, which she could never really pay off. So instead of... No, they turned her into a slave, essentially. Yeah, like she was working all the time to get this debt paid off, but kept like taxing her and adding all money. Um, So um, Chan Man Lok had this idea that he would get Lung, I'm sorry I'm butchering these names, I mean that's our thing now, uh, Lung Xing Cho and Lung Wei Lun. Um, they were his two henchmen, and he said, go kidnap her and bring her back to my house. So the two men 
um, went to Shimsha Sui, which is a district in Hong Kong. Uh, they call it like the garment district or something. So it's like where all the shopping is, but it's kind of a seedy area, especially back then, uh, mm-hmm. because meth was huge. I mean, I don't know if it is now, but I know it was really big in Hong Kong around 1999 or around the late 90s, mid to late 90s. It was uh, it was really bad and in that area. So they went to they brought her back to the Granville Road apartment um, saying that she was going to be turned into a prostitute and she was going to be used as pretty much a sex slave until she could pay off her debt. Well, that totally went out the window because Chan Man Lock is a psychopath and Heil Meth, and they all just started torturing her. Um, so they kidnapped her on March 17th of 1999. And then according to uh, the 13-year-old girl, so she was kidnapped March 17th and was tortured until April 15th. Um, so 30 days of torture, right? I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 30 days of torture. And so whenever they kidnapped her, they beat her. Uh, and like Anna said, they, they would melt straws, like plastic straws, and melt it and burn her. They burned her all over her body and on the soles of her feet. Um, then they cut her and they punched and kicked her. And then with the open wounds, they had pour that hot chili oil into it. They would make her chug chili oil or oyster sauce, um, which is used in Asian cooking. But mm-hmm. they would like force feed her that stuff. And then the guys would all pee in her mouth. Like, I just can't imagine just going through this torture for one day. She had to, you know, go through it for 30 days. And these guys were bad, bad guys. They were in the triad, and they're high on meth. So the torture, they could probably do a 48-hour bender and just be torturing her. Um, so Chan Man Locke was 34 at the time. And like right. I said earlier, his girlfriend was Ah Fong and she was 13. Um, she apparently ran away from home at 12 and then immediately fell into this gang, this group, and um, started doing meth and watching porn and playing video games. And she said whenever they weren't torturing her, they were just playing video games. So if they got bored, they would just leave her on the floor or leave her going in and out of consciousness and to just go play video games. Even going out drinking, like Mm -hmm. while she just was unconscious on the floor, and then come back and continue it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they suspend her from the ceiling at some point? Yes. So um, that was like later into the torture. They hung her by her wrists. So they bound her wrists and suspended her from a hook with um, like electric cords, or like wires. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they bound her wrists like really tight and just, yeah, electrical wire. And then they beat her with metal pipes, uh, mm-hmm. chair legs, 
um, and iron bars. So, yeah. and then the Ah Fong, the, the young girl, the 13 year old, she said she would join in by slapping her, punching her, kicking her. And when they asked why she, you know, was okay with torturing this woman, she said, Oh, I had a feeling it was for fun. And like, that's, that's so, so fucked up. So disturbing. Like yeah. a 13 year old girl just helping these men torture this poor woman over $2,000. It's so fucked, but so petty. Can I just say something real fast? Um, is it, is it fucked up that I was a little disappointed that they didn't suspend her from the ceiling in the movie? (laughs) Well, they like tied her up to that thing, whatever. Yeah. But they didn't suspend her from the ceiling. Yeah. It was probably uh, a little low budget. (laughs) I mean, this movie was definitely low budget. Maybe they didn't have wires to do that. I don't know. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's probably, fucked up. But. They probably lacked the equipment to not cut her hands off with the wire. Yeah, uh, that's fair. <laughs> but, but what I was really upset about that they didn't show in the movie, apparently this meth apartment, I mean, it was nasty looking at the crime scene pictures and everything. That place was just like, you know, a meth a meth house. Uh, yeah. It was a six-bedroom apartment that just had nothing but gang members and prostitutes running in and out of there. But mm-hmm. it was all, all of it was decorated in Hello Kitty memorabilia. Um, well, I think we know yeah. why they only had the one doll. They could have done <laughs> a ripoff. There's so many, like, Hello Kitty-looking ripoffs. Like, they could have definitely com- done a ripoff. I completely agree. They could have just decked the apartment out and, you know, I am having a hard time thinking. I don't know, Ryan from Korea? Anyone know what Ryan the Bear is? He's adorable. Yeah. They could have they could have decked it out in that or something, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But like, uh, uh, instead they chose to go with one Hello Kitty doll blurred out. Yeah. <laughs> but what's really even creepier, okay, imagine this whole apartment, methed out junkies everywhere. Like, and it's all decorated with Hello Kitty. Like the the sheets, uh the curtains um mm-hmm. the walls everything even their cooking equipment was all hello kitty uh thing but anyway yeah. like this dude chan man Locke, was definitely a pedophile like he had this 13 year old girl in there he's a 34 year old man with mm-hmm. an apartment that is decked out in hello kitty like i'm glad yeah. he's still in jail i'm glad by the way um oh absolutely yeah i'll get i'll get to that in a little bit but so according to Afong, uh, she was the one who came forward to the police. Um, so she came forward on, oh, when it was it? It was like March, I think, of the next year. So almost a year later, uh, she came in to the police station and was telling the police, like, I have... A confession to make um i was part of this torturing and killing of this woman i have to confess because her ghost is now haunting me well all the cops are like who's this crazy 
methed out little kid like telling us this story about a ghost but she started talking about the details of the crime and they're like wait this is really fucked up uh we need to check it out because she was crying and saying that this ghost of this woman was haunting her she was having nightmares um and she thought she should confess so the ghost would quit haunting her so they go to this apartment in shimshasui um did you like that (laughs) yeah that was good i liked that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's in the Kowloon district. Uh, so they go there. And according to the, um, I think it's the North something Chinese, the South China Morning Post, uh, the the triad had recently moved out. So it, they hadn't been living there for only about a month. But this crime was committed almost a year ahead, I believe. Uh, I can't find the date when she came forward. I think it was like like a, almost a year, I think. Yeah. I, I, yeah. May 26th. Uh, and so they go to the apartment. They left a whole bunch of stuff behind, um, including a Hello Kitty mermaid doll. Um, so they look inside the doll. There's something in it. It was um, the skull, the boiled skull of oh my god fan man Yi. but then they also found a bag of really bad decomposed um organs they determined were fan man lee's i mean fan man Yi. Uh, her heart, liver, lungs, and intestines. So Mm -hmm. that bag was sit. It was a plastic bag full of organs just sitting on an awning outside their apartment for almost a year. Like, that had to have been disgusting. Um, I think it's incredible that no one fucking smelled that and found it prior. Yeah, I don't... I, I mean, I'm surprised they weren't even caught the night they killed her because the cops were actually in that apartment um, that scene where the cops come up and knock on the door and investigating a rape that actually happened uh there was a rape downstairs at this apartment and they were trying to find witnesses to the rape um but they said they didn't know and the cops left but the cops never entered the apartment but if they would have they would have found her on the floor of the bathroom because she was left on the floor of the bathroom for like a day before they even did anything um yeah They found her dead and just were like, oh, well, she's dead. Let's go play video games and smoke some more meth. Um, So anyway, they they round up all the guys uh, and the court case lasted for six weeks. And it was one of the most disgusting crimes that this court had ever heard. I mean, Hong Kong at this time apparently was kind of unsafe is still not on the level of New York City or anything because they had what is that fam murder? I don't remember his name. He was the bell jar or jar murders or whatever. They anyway. Also, oh, they, there was also that murder of, um, oh God, what was her name? Like Faruma something other. There's another young girl who was tortured for like a month that was also murdered and some somewhere around the same time. Yeah. So Hong Kong was seeing an increase in these like really disgusting murders. And they, they say it's tied to the methamphetamines and watching scary movies, but uh, I don't know about the scary movie part, but definitely you cannot the blame meth. entertainment. <laughs> definitely yeah. the meth though. Definitely the meth. Um, so anyway, they, they were all put on trial Um, And they were charged with manslaughter because they couldn't technically be charged with murder since none of them 
knew how she died. Um, Ah Fong said that she just quit breathing, and the guys said she died of an overdose. Um, They said that she had overdosed on methamphetamines, and they had no hand in it. But um, they were the gang members. So the the courts were kind of you know lucky to even get that charge on them for manslaughter because Mm -hmm. technically they had no proof that like of how she died. Um, they didn't even find almost all of her body. They only found. The skull, which was missing the bottom jaw, one tooth, and uh, her organs in a bag. Um, so some reports said that they fed some of her flesh to stray dogs. Yeah, I don't know how true that is. I don't either, because it was not substantiated. Yeah, so according to South China Morning Post, they cooked her, he- they chopped her head off of the saw and then kept her muscles in a refrigerator. Um, but then they cooked the skull for 10 hours. Um, and of course they sobered up during this 10 hours and got hungry. So they cooked their food right next to the boiling skull. Um, and they even stirred it with the same chopsticks while they ate their noodles. Which is just grotesque. (laughs) That's like, so disgusting. Um, so they, they wanted to boil the head in the movie i think they were boiling like all of her but in reality i think they only boiled the head and and um put the body parts in bags and dropped them off at um garbage dumps around the city i believe that's correct yeah yeah so i mean a stray dog could have eaten it but i don't i think that's a little stretch far-fetched Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they actually. Yes, definitely. Uh, But they were charged with manslaughter, false imprisonment, and preventing the lawful burial. So apparently, not having a lawful burial is like a heinous crime in Hong Kong because they say everybody should have the right to be buried. Um, And. Her, she was not buried at all. She was distributed in pieces all over the city. So they got them for that, and uh, the sentences were handed down in November. On November 21st, they all received life in prison, except for Ah Fong, who was um, a, a, she gained immunity for testifying. So um, I think she was given a new identity because of the the gang situation. But the yeah, three men, yeah. So she's she's long gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chan Man Lok, uh, Lung Xing Cho, and Lung Wei Lun are currently in prison still, serving their sentence and. They were up for parole in 2019, but I don't think they got it. I haven't read any new articles of them getting out of prison at all. But Yeah, to my knowledge, they're still locked up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're still there. But the the judge, Justice Peter Nguyen, uh, he just died on June 16th. He was the one who was the presiding judge over this whole case um he died of cancer uh but apparently he was a really good judge and a good person uh so all of them are still in jail uh, serving their sentence they did try to appeal in 2003 because they said that 
they claim she was witnessed eating sugar crystals from the floor. And sugar crystals is really methamphetamines. So they tried to say they didn't have anything to do with her death. She poisoned herself with the meth mm. on the floor so she could mm-hmm. die. But, well, you know, if you guys had, I don't know, actually gave her food or, oh, crazy idea, not kidnapped her and locked her up, she wouldn't be dead. Yeah, or made her eat human shit from a 13-year-old girl and then, like, uh, beat her with a metal pipe for 30 days. Like, yeah. So I'm glad they haven't been given a right to appeal because fuck those people. They are the worst no. kinds of people. Oh, yeah, that's just pure human trash is what they are. Yeah, and I think it's terrible that, that she has a child out there, you know. Her husband yeah. said he was happy with the sentencing, but he said, how could I ever forget? So he's fucking devastated. And I can't imagine this kid, you know, he was one when she died. She, he wouldn't remember her at all. But like, you know, later in life, he's trying to look up his mom. This pops up everywhere. Sad. Yeah. I mean, his mom is one of the most famous crime cases in Hong Kong. So of course he knows about it. And how devastating. Because I mean, the child would be what, like 22 now? Uh, Yeah, because he was one in 1999 yeah yeah be about 22 just just awful yeah so hopefully the 13 year old girl cleaned her life up maybe she made some good choices later on in life i mean this one definitely wasn't a good choice but her coming forward yeah what oh i said you know get off the mess stop fucking 34 year olds yeah, and what's messed up is that she found these guys at 12. Um, is that a robot? <laughs> <laughs> my, um, okay, it's not actually mine. My roommate's Alexa just started talking. Oh, God, that's terrifying. I, I don't know if it was just listening to us record the podcast and decided to chime in. Alexa, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I was not expecting it to suddenly just start saying shit to me. I unplugged it. Do you think it's haunted? No, okay. because as as we've established, I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't we do a Ouija board? We did in a cemetery once, Um, but that was just fun to me. <laughs> weird. It just ended up we were talking to a frog. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Why does he keep uh, saying ribbit? <laughs> this makes no ribbit. Sense. <laughs> I went, I actually went on a cemetery tour at night with one of my friends up here in New York. Hello. Um, oh, you last, got out. <clears throat> do you hear me now? Yeah, you went on a cemetery tour where? Up here in New York, like like a town or two over from where <laughs> I am, which I'm clearly not going to give out that information. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, somewhere in the state of New York. Anyway, uh, I went on a cemetery tour at night with this girl who just does cemetery tours and one of my friends. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, they were both like heavy believers and were freaking out. And I was just playing Pokemon Go because there are a bunch of stops (laughs) in the cemetery. (laughs) If only you had the ghost app thing. I know, right? Um, (laughs) But um, I did, uh, I accidentally stepped on, you know how they have the graves where the markers just flat on the ground? Yeah. I stepped on one of those in the older (gasps) part of the cemetery. 
Did it grow? And no, <laughs> literally nothing happened. But my friend lost her fucking mind. She was like, oh my God, you're gonna be haunted or something. You've offended them. And I literally spoke out loud to the alleged spirit and said, Oh, you want to go? You want to <laughs> fuck with me? Do something. And nothing happened. And she was very angry at me for doing that. And before we left the cemetery, they made me recite this stupid, like, cleansing thing so that a ghost wouldn't follow me home. Did they give you some sage? No. but oh, they li- it's not going to work. <laughs> they literally <laughs> would not let me go home until I did this, though. Here, turn in a circle three times, spit on these crystals, and recite this poem. Only then the spirits will not follow you. <laughs> Something like that. It wasn't quite that elaborate. It was just kind of like, okay, repeat after me. Blah, 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 blah. Take know, a chicken fun. bone from a chicken that it was massacred on the the second Sunday of the month. (laughs) And then, as if it's Ash Wednesday, rub that little spot of blood in the middle of your head. And now, the ritual is complete. (laughs) You can go home and none of these spirits will follow you. Oh, they're following you. They're Mm. always there. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm so deeply haunted. I'm so haunted, too. (laughs) If my... if my friend is listening to this, she's probably like crossing her. She's not. She's not Catholic. But she's probably <laughs> crossing herself or something. Um. Yeah, she'd be very angry with my nonchalant attitude about ghosts. But when you don't believe in them, I mean, why would you be afraid? Just saying yeah, that. Seriously. Sorry that I have a sorry that I have a devil make hair attitude about spirits. You know what? Before before we leave, I have another funny incident like this. Ooh, I tell. went I went um with a former friend of mine uh up here to a tattoo parlor. Like someone that you used to know. Somebody <laughs> that you. No. Yeah. Yes. Um. She's full disclosure. She's much younger than me, and um, as such, acted like a child and decided that we couldn't be friends anymore. Oh, good riddance. So you went to a tattoo shop with this person? Yeah. Um, I went to a tattoo shop with this person while we were still friends. She was going to get a new tattoo. Or she was getting one that she had already had the outline done, like filled in or something. Um, Apparently the owner of this tattoo shop was like an older woman. And we were talking about ghosty stories because it was around Halloween. And uh, my friend was talking about times that she felt like she had been haunted or had experienced ghosts. And I was just basically refuting everything she said i was like well this is what this would be you know it was probably just this your imaginations working overtime um meanwhile the owner was sitting across from us and was listening and she disappears to the back right and she comes back and she hands me like uh you know how you have like gift bags that are like gauze wrapped in like gauzy lacy material and it'll have like a little something in it what no (laughs) (laughs) she gave me like this little bag that was like like a thin kind of see-through bag thing yeah it was like this gauzy lacy material chiffon i don't know you can see you can see through it. I have I have no idea what it was, but it was like, you know, the soft, like silky, pretty material. And there was a little bottle on the inside. So I pulled it out. Poison. No. She gave oh. me frankincense and Ooh. told me told me that I needed to be careful because of my attitude towards Is that it. a threat? 
Did she threaten you with a bottle of frankincense? No, it sounded like she was legitimately afraid for my life because of how I how I acted about ghosts and hauntings and like demons and stuff. Yeah, she was worried for me. Oh God, you yeah. know what? You're probably gonna get a lot of like uh, requests to join those like uh, what is those little uh, oils or whatever. They're gonna try it's to convert you. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, that is what it was. It was just, like, essential oil. She's trying to convert you. (laughs) (laughs) Look, isn't that just, like, an MLM? Aren't there a bunch of MLMs that just sell oil? (laughs) We had the PSA on the last episode, and I swear that people are just messing with me, but I got, like, three invites to MLMs after we released that last episode. (laughs) And I want to say, fuck you, no. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want your makeup, your candles, your essential oils. Your online boutique. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want any of that. Yeah, we don't want any of that shit unless it's pure romance and then give me a call. (laughs) Yeah, pure romance. Come on. Those are actually useful products. Morgan and I once went to one of those parties together. Uh, We threw it. Oh, we did, didn't we? And (laughs) I, I bought a cupcake pan where the cupcakes were shaped like penises yeah dick cakes i still have that cake pan i want it i can't find because i bought a cake pan but i can't find it yeah you got the cupcake pan i did i did they made and at full disclosure i went to a bachelor party maybe a few years after that and we made the cupcakes and we made them cream filled (laughs) because come on (laughs) Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I I mean, come on. If they're shaped like a dick, they got a big cream filled, right? Ooh, you just <laughs> circled back to the beginning of the movie where they're eating phallic foods. Oh, that's true. Bring it back. Yeah, back. Full circle. Full circle. Okay, so, full circle. <laughs> so, um, on the inst- on our Instagram, I'm going to hilariously on my story or the story feed. Uh. Probably put Avril Lavigne's Hello Kitty song. Oh, God. You mean the... What is... Avril Lavigne's not Avril Lavigne. She's a clone. The real Avril Lavigne died. Oh, yeah. That is a conspiracy theory that the real Avril Lavigne died. Don't tell my friend Anthony. He's in love with her. (laughs) (laughs) You're in love with a clone. (laughs) I mentioned you on another episode, Anthony. Aren't you so thrilled? Oh. I've also outed you as an Avril Lavigne fan. You should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> he like legitimately he went to an Avril Lavigne concert. Does he like, know but... that she married the lead singer of Creed? No, you're wrong. It was Nickelback. Oh, Nickelback. Even worse. I literally told him this last night because he was talking. <laughs> he was talking about this leaked nude photo of Avril Lavigne and talking about how it was like one of the greatest things that happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I was like, you know that she married Chad Kroger of Nickelback, right? Yeah, how could he be happy of someone's nudie pic that didn't mean to get out? I would just feel dirty looking at it. Uh, okay, full disclosure, I did look at it because I was curious because he told me about it, but I do feel that way. Like, Oh, you perpetuated it. I know, I'm oh. sorry. 
I'm so no, sorry. I, oh, who's that guy who sings that song? Um, uh, Ride that pony. Genuine? Yeah. His leaked nude picture is insane. Oh. I've, I did I've, look at that one because he has a donkey dong. Uh, you know, I, I can <laughs> I believe you. Just FYI, biggest. But (laughs) as a person, I do try to not look at leaked photos of people who never intended for that to be out because it's a huge invasion of privacy. Yeah. I don't. I don't care if it's out there for everyone to see. Yeah, poor J Law. Yeah, right. Oh, he loves her too, by the way. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I'm just outing my friend right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are some some fun stories. So, uh, like I said earlier, check out our Patreon. We're gonna make T-shirts at some point, but right now there's just a sticker on the ten dollar tier. That's the same tier that you get uh, bonus content. Um, for the five dollar tier, you get a shout out on the podcast. We will say whatever name you want us to, as long as it's not too terrible. I mean, we like, can curse a lot. So no racist probably. stuff, people. No racist stuff. No, no transphobic stuff. None of that. You can curse, you could call it, you could call yourself doctor, fuck, master, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't care. Just, you know, don't Is be that a what dick. you call yourself in the bedroom? <laughs> doctor, fuck, master? I don't know. You'll have to ask my boyfriend that. <laughs> I do not call myself that. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so go to our Patreon, um, sign up, help us help you make better episodes. I recently just got a new mic, um, I hope you guys appreciate the better quality, uh, help me get, I don't know, better internet. (laughs) Yeah, to be honest, there's like only one major carrier in this area, so I might be fucked on that regard, but, Mm -hmm. mm. Monopolies. Yeah, looking at you, Spectrum. I called you out. Yeah, call them out. Yeah. So, yeah, go to our Patreon. Go to our Instagram. Both are horror versus reality. Go to our Twitter. It's also horror versus reality. I post fun horror-related things, usually. Um, Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug, Morgan? Uh, thanks for listening. It's it's. It's fun. It's fun doing this. Even when the movies are bad, like, it's fun. I didn't like the porn scene, but I like doing no. this. Yeah, that was, stuff. yeah. That was weird. Um, yeah. Also, this is this has given uh, Morgan and I a chance to hang out, given the fact that we uh, live several states apart. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Skype. Yes. Can we, can we say their names? Skype? Say Skype. Yeah. I, okay. I, we record this. Yeah, we're not sponsored, but we record this on Skype, guys, because I feel like a lot of people either use Google Hangouts, Skype, or Zoom when they're recording podcasts, especially during quarantine. I mean, Morgan and I would be recording this podcast this way regardless, because, again, we live in different states. But, um, you know, these things have been very beneficial during quarantine, for sure. It's been a nice escape, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's on the menu for next time? On the menu? Oh. (laughs) I probably shouldn't say that after we just talked about some woman. Oh, but Morgan, (laughs) it's actually kind of a funny joke, considering what we are doing next time. Ooh. 
is it people eater? No. Oh, I don't know <laughs> what that is. <laughs> I don't either. The next movie that we're doing for the next episode drum is Drumroll. It is Grim Love. Now, if you've not heard of Grim Love, it came out... I don't know, several years ago. I'll have the exact date when we do the episode. It stars Carrie Russell, the lovely Carrie Russell. And it is about the Rottenberg cannibal from Germany. So that's why Morgan's joke was funny, even if she didn't intend for it to be. (laughs) No, I'm just really funny. (laughs) Uh, She's hilarious. I'm so funny. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 